Welcome to the Voice of the Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Michael Parnell, pastor of Call to Life Family Worship Center, located at 304 West Jackson Street, Lamar, South Carolina, where it's all about Christ and His kingdom. You are invited to come and worship with us. Our services are held each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. We have other special services at various times throughout the month and the year as well, and you're certainly invited to uh, those special times when we uh, announce them and get the word out on them. The Voice of the Spirit podcast is available on a number of listening platforms such as Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify, with possibly some others to come. So you can locate our podcast, and we encourage you to listen at any time and uh, spread the word. Uh, It's all about Christ and his kingdom, and we want to be a blessing to you and others in our community and in our world. We want to take you back into the second part of the message we began on the last episode uh, with missionaries Jeff and uh, Kim Oder. Uh, Brother Jeff was uh, speaking, delivering the word on sowing the seed, and and uh, we uh, stopped uh, where he was about to tell the story of David and Savea Flood. And uh, you will really appreciate uh, this true story. And uh, so as he tells it, uh, again, give him your undivided attention and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart because there's a powerful message, a powerful word in uh, this example that he gives concerning David and Savea Flood. And thank God because I'm always afraid when I ask that, everybody's going to know who David and Savea Flood is except Kimberly. And my sermon to be shot. I might as well close up and leave. But David and Savea Flood were missionaries in from Sweden in the early 1920s. They felt to go a, a call from the Lord to go to the Congo. And that's a big leap of faith. Especially, you know, that many years ago, almost a hundred years ago, to go into the jungle of the Congo. But they did. They took a little two-year-old boy. They met another missionary couple named the Ericsons at an outpost and, and literally began hacking their way through the Kong, jungle of the Congo. They met much opposition every village they would go to, but they still turned the crank. They still sowed seed no matter what they saw. Days turned into weeks, turned into months, turned into years no fruit. They didn't see any fruit. They finally made it to another village and they met the same results. The problem is the villagers didn't want anything to do with this strange God from a strange man. Finally, they hiked up on a little knoll and, and they pitched their tents and they sought God. God, are you sure this is where you want us? Are you sure this is where you called us? Have any of you ever been there? I have. I've said many times, God, are you sure this is where you want me? They felt discouraged. They battled malaria. They saw no fruit. But God assured them, this is where I want you. So they built mud huts. They didn't have much to do with the villagers except one little boy, about the, the boy's age right here. 
one little boy that would come up to this village and sell them chickens and eggs. Now, Savea Flood said to herself, she goes, I may never change Africa, and I may never change this village, but I can change this little boy. And so when he would come to sell those chickens and eggs, she would turn that crank into his life. She would sow God's word into his life. And that little boy saw something in Savea Flood that was different. He saw Christ in Savea Flood. Amen? And that's what this dying world has to see in us. They have to see Christ. There has to be something different about us, something that appeals to them. And that's what that little boy that sold chickens and eggs saw in Savea Flood. He saw Christ. One day the other missionaries witnessed Savea Flood kneel, kneel in the dirt with the, the little boy and lead him to the Lord. And that's wonderful. But it's still the other missionaries were discouraged. The Ericsons left, went back to the mission post. Shortly after, Savea realizes she's pregnant. It's going to be much too dangerous for a pregnant woman to, to go back through the jungles to this outpost. So they decided they had to stay. When it came time to give birth, the chief actually allowed a, a, one of the ladies to come up and, and be a midwife. and help her in, in her birth. She gave birth to a little girl they named her Aina. 17 days later, Savea Flood died. Something had broke in David Flood that day. He gave up on his call. He gave up on his ministry. He gave up on God. Very dangerous. Now, I, I, I couldn't imagine the, the heartache and the pain and the discouragement that he must have been going through. He took the little girl, the little baby girl, buried his wife, took the little girl and the little boy and went back to the mission post. He asked the Ericsons, can you, can you take this little girl I can't care for? They agreed to take her. He, he goes back to Sweden, never to be heard from. Three years later, the little Aina is taken to the U.S. They rename her Aggie. <clears throat> Fast forward 40 years. She's now married to the president of a Bible college. One day she gets a magazine in the mail. It's a Swedish magazine. Now she knows where she's from. She knows who her mother was, but she can't read Swedish. So she's leafing through this magazine and and a picture jumps out at her. It's a picture of a little white cross, and on that little white cross it says, Savea Flood. She knew that was her mother. She goes to the Bible college and she asks a professor there who could, in fact, read Swedish, can you tell me what this says? The professor reads and it talks about a couple missionaries that have been going through the jungle and came up on a little white cross. And asked the villagers, they said, can you tell us the story behind this, this cross? And they said, it's the grave of Savea Flood. Her and her husband David came through here many years ago, and they lived up on top of this little hill. And one day Savea Flood led a little boy that sold chickens and eggs to the Lord. This little boy grew up. He started a Bible school. All the students in his school were saved. And they evangelized all their parents, and now 600 villagers were headed for eternity with the Lord because of one 
little boy that sold chickens and eggs because of one woman that had the perseverance and the faith in God to turn the seed, no matter how she felt, no matter what she was going through, she sowed into that little boy's life. Now that whole village, including that chief, are saved. Amen? And that's a great story. But God is so much bigger, church. He's so much bigger. The story goes on that sometime later, Aggie, as she's now called, Aggie and her husband get a trip from the Bible college to Sweden as her 25th wedding anniversary. So she says, I would love to see if my dad's still alive. They go to Sweden, and with just a little investigation, she she finds out that David Flood is, in fact, still alive and had remarried and has four children. She meets the children, her siblings, and they tell her, you can go and see Papa, but don't mention God. Don't even mention God. So she goes, and the housekeeper opens the door and lets her in a little dingy apartment, liquor bottles everywhere, and they're in a, in a wheelchair, stricken by alcoholism and diabetes and a stroke sets David Flood looking out the window. A bitter, broken shell of a man that once was. She walks over and and the housekeeper says, Aina, as he remembered her, is here to see you. He turned and looked at her. He said, Aina, I never meant to give you up. And the tears begin to flow, Pastor. The tears begin to flow. He looked at her, she looked at him and said, but Papa, I need you to know that God took care of me. The, he quit crying. He stiffened up. He said, never mention God to me. God forgot about me. All those years in the Congo, doing what we felt he called us to do, we saw one soul saved, one little boy that sold chickens and eggs. But she said, Papa, I need you to know the story. She tells him the story of, of the little boy. The whole village is now saved because of that little boy, because of the seed that was sown. The tears begin to flow again. And that afternoon, David Flood was reacquainted with a God that he had so blindly followed into the Congo. So blindly went to a, a foreign land where he knew not the language, knew not the culture, but knew that God had called him. And that's wonderful. That's wonderful, but there's, there's more because God is so much bigger. He's so much bigger than what we, we can imagine. They go back to the U.S., and a short time later, she hears that David Flood had, in fact, went home to be with the Lord. And they said on his deathbed, he began to speak Swahili, which is pretty cool. Not long after that, there's an evangelistic con conference in London, England. Savea, or not Savea, Aggie and her husband go to this con conference. I keep wanting to say concert. It's not a concert. It's a conference. They go to this conference, and there's men from all over the world standing up and giving an account of, of what God is doing in their, their parts of the world. One man stands up, and he's from Zaire, which was formerly known as the Congo. He stands up and gives an account of of what God is doing, and, and this man represents over 100,000 
Bible-believing Christians. After he gives his testimony, Aggie walks up and she says, Sir, can I ask you something? She said, Have you ever heard of David and Sabaoth Flood? He said, I knew David and Sabaoth Flood. He said, When I was a little boy, I sold chickens and eggs to David and Sabaoth Flood. And now that seed... That seed that Sabaoth Flood had sown now represented over a hundred thousand Bible-believing Christians because she turned that crank no matter what she felt no matter what she saw she turned the crank and sowed those seeds he said your mother you must go back to the village and, and see where you're where you were born he said your mother is the most famous person in our church after a few months of preparation her and her husband go back to the village and as they're driving up there's everybody's clapping and welcoming them and the pastor of the village takes them up a little, the little knoll and he said this is where the mud hut stood where you were born and he points down the hill and into a little white cross. He said, that's where your mother is, is laid to rest. And she writes in her autobiography, she says, I now see the seed that was sown. Church, we have to sow seed. Yes, we, do. we have to sow seed. I don't know if you remember in that video, there was a, uh, a clip of, of me handing out these little right. bags to the kids. <clears throat> It was in, we were in Honduras. We were about a, a, an hour or an hour and a half off of the blacktop, way up in the mountains. A little community that had no, no running water, no electric. And we're, Kimberly was doing medical clinic in the church, about half the size of this probably. And I was over against the window, and the pastor of the team that we were with he had brought a bag of little toys and he said, here, give these to the kids because I'm not a medical person. I, that's not my call. I, I can farm or do construction, but that's not what we were doing that day. So I was handing out these little, these little toys to these kids. And after the toys were gone, the kids began to leave, but there was five little boys. And they were just about the age of those two boys there and it just it really striking a... cord in my heart so after the the kids were gone those five little boys stood around I had a a new testament it was in Spanish and in my broken Spanish I was going through the the Romans road the plan of salvation with these little boys and after it was all said and done I asked him I said would you like to pray and ask Jesus into your heart and they all five prayed So the question, if it was asked, Brother Jeff, was it worth selling everything you owned to go to the jungle of Honduras? The answer is five times yes. Amen. Amen. It has to be. It has to be. That has to be the, the answer. If someone would ask you, Brother, is it worth fasting and, and praying for an, an unsaved loved one? Yes. 
is it worth sowing the seed to the cashier at the at the gas station? Yes. It has to be yes. We were the last time we were in South Carolina. We were driving and I saw a, a cotton field. We don't have cotton fields in Ohio. I'd never seen a ripe cotton field ready for the harvest. And so <clears throat> I was going to take a picture of it and send it to my dad, but his flip top phone don't <laughs> accept pictures, so I couldn't do that. But but anyway, I'm reminded of the the scripture. I ra- I look I raise my eyes and I, the field is white already for harvest. And so what that scripture means is In biblical times, when the wheat, if they would let it go too long, the head of the wheat would turn white. So it got to that point, it was very dangerous to harvest because when they would sink the, the, the sigh into that wheat, when it's to that point, the head of that grain can fall off very easily and they will lose that. So when it gets to that point, it's almost over. It's almost too late. Church there's a field white ready for the harvest outside those doors. It's almost too late. Jesus is almost getting ready to come back and we don't have much time. We must, we must, we must sow the seed and reap the harvest. We must sow for the future generation. We must sow for those young people right there. Amen. But we also must harvest what has already been sown. So I want to encourage you. So many times we go to large churches and I don't feel the Lord. But I feel the Lord here this morning. Amen. I feel the Lord in this little church. And I, I, I just want to encourage you that. If you have a a thousand member church that is not mission minded, that's it. It's a thousand members, that's it. But if you have a church that is mission minded, is willing to to go and willing to send, your numbers doesn't matter. Your numbers here are innumerable. When you sow seed, you understand what I'm saying? When you sow those seed, when if when Surveya Flood sowed that one seed into that one little boy, now there's a, over 100,000 Bible-believing Christians. When you sow that one seed into the, the lady at the cash register, who knows? Who knows? So I just want to encourage you to keep sowing seeds. Keep doing what God has called you to do. Amen? Amen. And keep turning the crank. Amen. Pastor? Hallelujah. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. What a tremendous message. What a tremendous story. And uh, we just uh, want to continue to pray for Jeff. Uh, and uh, Kim Oder, as they continue to minister abroad, uh, their ministers to Latin America. And um, we just pray that uh, God will continue to meet their needs and uh, anoint them with his power to carry the word of God, carry the message of Jesus Christ 
uh, to, to uh, those in other uh, countries of the world. And uh, also, uh, you uh, maybe the Lord spoke to your heart uh, concerning this message. Maybe he's dealing with you, possibly about missions, maybe short-term missions or long-term missions. Uh, uh, if he is, then um, I encourage you to get involved uh, in, in that or whatever the Lord may be calling you into. But I encourage you, as Brother Oder said, keep on turning the crank. Keep turning the crank. Keep casting out the seed. Keep planting the seed. And God will give the increase. And, of course, today, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I encourage you to open your heart. Let him in. Receive him today as Lord and Savior. And let him change your life. If you would like help with that or information on that, you can contact contact us at a Call to Life Family Worship. Um, our phone number is 843-326-7005. And, or you can, uh, as we uh, other venues that we're on that we'll mention in just a minute, that you can find us on. But we'd love to uh, help uh, you with that. If, if uh, you uh, have questions about that, we'd love to try to answer those questions for you and, and uh, help you find the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to remind you that if you listen to the podcast on anchor.fm, we have a voice messaging system that you can leave comments or questions right from your device, your computer, tablet, your phone, uh, what have you. And we encourage you to leave a message your message could actually end up on a future episode. Uh, as a matter of fact, depending on your particular message, uh, it could even be the uh, catalyst uh, for a future episode. And so we encourage you uh, to leave a message on the messaging um, uh, system uh, at anchor.fm. Now, don't leave any unkind or, or um, well, you may be dis, it may be a message of disagreement. That's fine, but don't leave any ugly messages. In other words, no foul language, things like that. Because I can promise you that won't be aired, of course, and and uh, we won't even pay attention. We will automatically delete it. But um, of course, most of you who respond are very kind, very gracious. But um, if you have any kind of question, uh, just use the messaging system again. That's at Anchor.fm and uh, the Voice of the Spirit podcast. Uh, we encourage you to do that. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you'd like to email us, you can do so at calltolifefwc at gmail.com. That's Call to Life, the acronym for Family Worship Center. calltolifefwc at gmail.com. Or look for us on Facebook. Uh, at, you go to facebook.com forward slash calltolife forward slash. Um, look for us there. Follow us on Twitter at Pastor CTL. That's at Pastor, the at symbol, of course, at Pastor CTL. So until next time, this is Pastor Mike from the Voice of the Spirit podcast reminding you it's all about Christ and his kingdom. <laughs>